2: Hello, once Forest Focus has not in Forest, succumbed to a 2-1 defeat to Arsenal with familiar tales, good and mostly bad. We'll discuss another goalkeeping error, another defensive error after some good work and Tyra O'Monit scoring versus Arsenal in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Mark Southerns. Mark, good evening. How are you
3: doing? Good evening. Yeah, um, tonight had a sense of inevitability about it, didn't it, really? Um, we've ended up where we are and uh, I think we could have seen that come in, to be honest, but there you go. Let's talk about it more.
2: Yes, we'll get into that a little bit further. Uh, second guest today is Chris Aylmer from Forest All Over. Chris, good evening. Good to have you with us again.
0: Hey, how are you doing? Um, yeah, um, as Mark says, it, it felt a little inevitable, but I mean, um, a little bit of fight at the end, which is always a positive, you know?
2: Yeah, i just elaborate on that a little further, Chris, in terms of overall thoughts before I branch out to Mark and the stuff that, we you know, there's obviously obvious talking points to come, but just general thoughts from you.
0: Um. Overall, the first half. I think I messaged you after half time, and I gave you the analogy of Muhammad Ali tiring the opposition. Not the out. analogy
2: um, you wanted to give me.
0: Not the analogy I wanted to give you. You then came back to me with the Homer Simpson analogy, <laughs> and that was the analogy I was originally going for. But I wanted to sound intelligent, so I went with the Muhammad Ali one, and uh, it was neither. We 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 didn't end up getting the win at the end of the game, um, but I did feel like there was so much pressure on us in the first half that it would eventually tell. Obviously, both goals, second half became um, apparent mistakes that just we can get into them eventually. But yeah, overall thoughts are are frustrated with the mistakes. A little bit of fight at the end, but I felt like, you know, that game plan eventually will break down if you're playing a team with, with such quality as Arsenal.
2: You mentioned inevitability, Mark. Just elaborate on that in terms of you. You mean what a goalkeeping error? We're we gonna we're gonna cost ourselves. What 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 do you mean by inevitable?
3: Well, the match played out very much like the match did in the final game of the season at City Ground last season when we won one nil, where we surrendered possession in the same way. But I think. <sighs> It's that first goal. It changes everything, doesn't it? Oh, yes, Montiel made a mistake for the second goal, but at that point, we are already having to come out of the shape we were in before the first goal went in, which was actually working. It was frustrating, Arsenal. They couldn't find a way through. And we had one or two openings on the break, and I think with our on, we might have had one or two more had we kept it a nil-nil longer. So, yes, Montiel made the error, but it's the first goal. I mean, we're asleep for the throw-in, we gave Jesus too much space, and uh, yeah, I, I said in the chat I didn't want to spend another another podcast talking about Turner, and and you know again it feels like we're kicking a puppy now. Um, but he was too passive; he he just stayed on his post. He presented Jesus with the only finish. He it was when you look back, do you remember Brennan's goal against Leicester in the FA Cup, where he mm. he stuck it through the keeper's legs, he mm. stuck it through Ward's legs, didn't he? And that was the only place Brennan could have put it to score. And it was again tonight. But what was worse for me, I just think he stayed on his post. Instead of giving Jesus something to think about, he gave him so much time to look up and go, oh, your legs, you're presenting me with an obvious finish and you're not rushing me in any shape or form. So I'm just going to slot it between your legs. Whereas Brennan's goal against Leicester was much more quick thinking. He did it almost in one one instance. Jesus didn't have to do that. He just approached the goal, got a bit nearer, and thank you very much, I'll slot it between your legs. And I think it's not only that Turner left it himself vulnerable because his legs were so wide apart, it presented the obvious finish. I think he should have rushed off his post and tried to put some panic into Jesus and not give him time to pick out that finish. He just stayed on his post, he was too passive, and once that goal goes in, the whole game changes because we have to adopt a different approach. We have to try and offer more going forward, and then obviously Arsenal can pick us off and they did for the second goal. It was an error by Montiel. Fair enough. Yes, it was a bad error. But then, of course, we score one in the end, which would have meant perhaps we'd have got something out of the game. We've got to make this change. I mean, we say it every time. We've got to make this change. We doesn't matter what good work we put in. There's always an error in this in terms of our goalkeeper. And that's inevitably going to take us down unless we address it.
2: Yeah, it was an awful goal to give away. Like we switched off at the throw-in, which I blame Montiel for as well. I, I, people are going to think I'm starting to have a you know consistent dig against Montiel, but I think the frustration for me is that he played really well tonight for a lot of the yeah. game. He, he kept heading it away at corners. He did. He was really solid, and then he's made a big mistake and he's had a hand in both goals. And it's a sort of similar tale with Turner for me, um, Chris, as well. Like Turner. He did a lot of good work today. He caught a lot of crosses. His kicking wasn't bad, but you can't keep having a goalie. And some people, a lot of people in the comments will agree with me, and some will disagree with me. You can't keep having a goalie where it feels like you're starting on minus one goal in so many Mm. matches.
0: Yeah, the frustrating part, as you say, is our set-piece defending was 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 brilliant, actually. Um, we Did we concede how many corners and set-pieces in the first half, three or four corners first half, they had a free kick, and we defended them reasonably well. Um, like you said, Turner made some good catches from set-pieces second half as well. He didn't take any risks, which is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to clear the lines and just do the normal goalkeeper thing. And uh, ultimately... Uh, yeah, you know, at first I thought it was a really smart finish from Jesus, and I, I'm looking on the replay. You can't get beaten at your near post and not through your legs. Um, I think you're right. I think I think we switched off at the throw-in. I think that's a really dangerous position for any attacker to be in down at the back end of the line. He could have just pulled it across. There might have been anything, anything could have happened from then on in. But Jesus just slotted through. his like yeah, uh, it's hard because. It, I've, my my mental state has gone from you know trying to blame the nearest person and the most obvious person in turner then trying to give him a bit of flack and or slack and then trying to blame him again and now i'm just kind of I'm like mark i, I laughed at the top of the show when i heard mark talk about Turner i'm kind of at a loss for it now um it definitely does change the game they scored what with 25 minutes to go yeah mm. it, it changes the game massively
2: and we're throwing names out for goalkeepers now, Mark. It's, obviously, it's it's obviously we're in a pretty desperate search now. We've been in for Jack Butland out of nowhere. What, what do you what's your take we're on nearly and the we're nearly
3: take? we're nearly Tom Heaton deep, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm not surprised. And and what was notable this evening is they switched to Nuno on the sideline after the goal win, and he was shaking his head. And you can only think he's thinking what we're thinking, as in another error. Um we can say Turner did good stuff, but he did It's bread and butter stuff that he did well. I mean, like a lower division keeper should be doing the stuff he did tonight, catching some crap. I mean, Arsenal set piece delivery wasn't great. They didn't really chat. They didn't really test us from set pieces. I think there's more on their inability to put in a good supply of set piece delivery than our ability to defend it. I would say, um, Mirillo had a fantastic game though. we got to say that mm. as well. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter does it it's all academic if you're starting one goal down and it does feel like we are starting matches in that situation and turner just found a different way of making a mistake tonight where i think he was just yeah like i say too passive in that instance um i don't i don't know whether it's decision making um i don't know what it is but there are multiple flaws in his game aren't there it's not just the kicking as we saw with the goal that he conceded to Kuduzewski at that post. He was he was weak there. He was caught out on this post going through his legs. I mean, there's there's now a catalogue of, of errors of all different kinds, of which kicking is his most cardinal sin, shall we say. Um, but it's just too much now. We've got a it's inevitable we're getting a keeper in. I don't know who that's gonna be. Jack Butland would would do the job for sure. Um, he is a solid top level goalkeeper. Probably his best days are behind him, but he's got a point to prove, and he and he would be better than what we've got now.
2: Mm. Um, yeah, it's the life of a keeper, isn't it? You know, you, you you make a mistake, and it's what people talk about. I think it's unavoidable. Marks is in the comments are oh, keepers are too exposed most games, but he wasn't really today. Like he's made a he made a good save when uh, Saka's shot was deflected off Toffolo, and, and it, otherwise he was consistent. But he's made that big mistake. Um, Uh, and I don't think he's had too much else to do. So, yeah, I think you've you've got to make the change. I mean, if I'll throw this to each of you. Out of the names linked, is there a a preference? So if I say, you know, Sam Johnston, Schmeichel, Butland, uh, anyone else?
0: Uh, Johnston, for me, I think is a great link. I mean, that's that's the one that... But I don't think Palace are going to depart with him um, at all. And, you know... um, yeah, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. But that's wishful thinking. Um, other than that, I just don't know. You never know till the keeper really gets here, unless it's a name like Navas or Henderson. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what's Flakken demos doing. Like, what's what's going on with him? Is he is he that bad that we're not going to give him a shot at number one? No, carry <laughs> there again. Yeah, I know. no. But like, what are we? I like, know. I know. What, are we I know. what are, like know. what are we doing? Like, and and I don't think Turner is that bad. I just think he does have a mistake in him. It seems to be more often than not right now. He does the basics reasonably well as a good... I, mean, I will say do the basics reasonably well. His distribution's not good enough and the basics will be defending or stopping a near post goal through your legs. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss at the moment. Um, Johnston's probably the one name length where I perked up, but then immediately it was extinguished. So, Mark?
3: Yeah, I mean, Jose would probably take him. He's better than what we've got. And obviously there's a connection with, with Wolves uh, through Mendes, I imagine i don't know if Mendes is his agent probably is let's face it um yeah he is yeah well, there you go <laughs> so yeah i mean i yeah exactly I, I mean i've got to presume we will pull something out of the hat um and maybe turner is just a complete crisis of confidence i think ordinarily you're absolutely right chris i mean lockademus must be in gra- in bad shape if in this period where our goalkeeper is clearly either not good enough or having a complete crisis of confidence where he's not making right decisions and and failing in certain key areas we can't bring a reserve keeper in because we haven't got one of those is good enough either so it's bad isn't it I mean <laughs> arguably then we need two keepers don't we we need we need one first choice and another one for backup because clearly we haven't got a decent backup either if if we're having to persevere with Turner in this period of of form if indeed it is form maybe I'd like to think it is I might think he is a decent keeper he's just going for a really bad spell where his confidence is just on the floor and Nuno is trying to protect him with what he's saying to the media I noticed today he did when asked about I see you're looking for a keeper and he was like oh yeah we're looking for lots of players most of the links are rubbish he's not you know he didn't didn't go in on that um and he tried to reinforce Turner that's his job he's that's the smart thing to do but when you turn to him on the touchline and he's shaking his head, I think last time we spoke about this, we were like, just give us a sign, Nuno, that you know we've got to get a keeper in. I think we've had several signs through the links that we've had and, and what we saw tonight. So I think it's going to happen. Who that name is, I don't know. But we've got to think there are, what, many, many top-class keepers better than what we've got available that we'll get one of them in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish it was a crisis conference as well, and it might be if it was earlier in the season, and and we'd probably you know give him more time. We did give him more time actually, but now it's the window and the last chance to make a move. It just feels like you've got to really. What about the overall approach to the game, Chris? Uh, it, it felt a bit Cooper-esque, which I don't think's not. Uh, you know, I'm not particularly down on because we had a lot of good results playing that way at home, but. It, it, the game very quickly settled into a pattern, didn't it? Where we were sat in and looking to hit them on the break. But we never really found that quality until right at the end of the game, I guess.
0: Yeah. Very Cooper-esque. Um, sit in, absorb, give them all the possession, all, literally all the possession. Anyway, first half, I mean, it was 95% at one point for 10 minutes. Uh, and I think the commentator said that's that's, I think that's four passes is 5% what we had. <laughs> Something ridiculous in 10 minutes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was okay with the game plan as long as it works. Um, you know, uh, Cooper-esque indeed. I mean, last season it worked at the tail end of the season, one nil, and then the start of this season we lost two-one, very similar to this—a late flurry, a late a one-goal. Um, but ultimately frustrating to watch. It is it is frustrating to watch, particularly at home. Um, but I think you know, I think Nuno did set up quite well. I think it's a smart move to set up the way he did, considering. The, the, the threat of Saka and Martinelli and, you know, even Odegaard trying to cut through the middle and Jesus and all his little flicks. And I think he set up really, really well. And we set our stall out. And and when you get to about 55 minutes, you're starting to think, actually, this 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 could work. And you, what I thought was going to happen was there would be tired legs at the back end of the game and he'd throw a lang and Tywo on in the last 20. But what I was surprised by was Tywo came on at half time. That, for me, was a moment where I was like, well, what hasn't been that bad? I know he hasn't been in the game, but he hasn't been that bad. But immediately we, we saw the difference Tyler was making. I think he won a, a really smart free kick somewhere down, three-quarters down the pitch against Saliba, who's strong enough himself. So that's when I was kind of like, okay, this is a smart move. Immediately this player has made a huge difference already. But uh, game plan overall... What else can we do against a quality sort of that? I I understand uh, why we set out like that. They're going for the title, you know?
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? In my dentist's office. 18- plus yeah
2: yeah i could see you nodding along there mark i mean i guess you could take it to them like we try like we did man united but arsenal are on a different level i like to you know we we obviously had a plan play very narrow send them wide i didn't understand why arsenal didn't put it in the box a little bit more considering how weak we are from crosses but it was working well i mean did you have any issues with the setup how we went into
3: no no because the plan was to frustrate them and then put a longer Um, and maybe Hudson-Odoi on, I expect, for the last 15 minutes and give it a go. Um, But that went out the window when we conceded the first goal. Like Chris, I was surprised to see Tyro come on, but clearly that must have been the plan. It must have been like, okay, he's ready for 45 minutes. We're not going to start him. And I guess he put him on because as a response to the fact that we didn't offer too much in the first half, and I guess he felt that When we did break, he
2: said, sorry to interrupt. Someone in the Mm. comments says he said that Wood was, uh, Wood's played so many games and he's got too many minutes, and that was it. Was that was part of the thinking,
3: yeah? Fair enough. And Tyro, obviously, when we do break, if we were only going to have two or three opportunities to break, Tyro probably has that pace that would trouble them more than Wood, right? Wood, there was one occasion when we did break and Wood did run with the ball, but had a shot blocked and, and he was looking for options around him. He didn't have any, right? And that's what's going to happen when the way we were playing, whereas Tyro could perhaps stretch them a bit more with his pace. He didn't look fit, though, did he? he didn't look anywhere near ready yet to start a game. But So I think Wood will still start against Bournemouth. But mm. I think the plan was clear, but it goes out the window when you concede like the way we did. And I think that, that must have been very frustrating for Nuno, and it certainly was for me and other supporters, I imagine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he looked really rusty, but then you see the value of him, Chris, don't you? I mean, Saliba's a world-class defender really these days, and he's bounced him off him and then stuck it away. Well, we'll get on to hope for the future, but the return of Tywo is certainly a factor in that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, massive factor. I mean, like for the for the last year and a half, watching him, uh, I've always thought, oh, how was he clumsily managed to get that ball and smash in the back of the net or how is it clumsily bounced through or how is it clumsily half deflected off someone or whatever but there's there's a reason for it he's strong um he's big he's in the right place at the right time like all old school proper strikers that you want um you know the Alan Shears and Ruud van Nistelrooy of this world he I'm not saying he's the he's that good but he he has been brilliant for us an absolute revelation and he he doesn't seem to feel any pressure either he, every time he comes back from an injury uh, last year is a perfect example. He came back. I didn't think he was going to do as well as he did. Scored six goals in in the last month of football in the Premier League. Um, and then, you know, he's come back from injury. Immediate impact, like immediate. Uh, it's it's a real positive sign. Um, and and we know there's players coming back from AFCON too. Nick Hattay, he's going to be very important uh, in the future. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's all positive. It was good to see him.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, Mark, if this was our team, then I'd be pretty... Not convinced, but very much alarmed that we're definitely you know we're going down. I feel more optimistic. We'll come on to other teams uh, who've done well tonight. But with the Afcon lads coming back, Ilanga back, uh, Taiwo back, Gibbs White, I thought was a, a positive tonight because he had so so little ball, but did well with it when he had it. I'm still optimistic, although I am very worried around point deductions. Um, but in general, I do still feel plenty of hope. What are you feeling in that sense?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean for Tyro to get on the pitch tonight, I was surprised, and Alanga as well. So those are undoubtedly two certain, you know, they're in our best 11, and we've got players coming back who are in our best 11 as well. Sangeri, we've yet to see the best of him, and I'd hope that he is going to, by the end of the season, be a player that we go, right, he's, he's a mainstay from now on for the next season. So, yeah, there's lots of positives to be taken from the players coming back and the players that we saw arrive on the pitch tonight that were perhaps unexpected um we said it last time there are obvious obvious things we need to correct um Bolly coming back will help the aerial um the lack of aerial dominance and give us a bit more there I expect him to start alongside Murillo when he's back uh, maybe it would be between him and Neokate but I I prefer Bolly. And then going forward, yeah, you know, Gibbs, White, Alanga, Taiwo will will cause a lot of problems to a lot of teams um, if Gibbs, White continues playing up behind the striker, which it does look as though he's going to. Bring Sangere back, hopefully he can start to flourish. Um, does look as though Mangala's going to leave us, um, but perhaps with Danilo and Dominguez, Yates, we've got enough cover in that area to get through that. And I think we will add some quality in this window. There's every... There's a lot of links being fired about. It is a typical forest window. We've come to expect this, haven't we, now? Um, we'll see what comes in. I think there will be some some quality coming in on Thursday um, that could make the difference as well. So I am optimistic about the future. The points deduction is an unknown at the moment. but So we've got to put some distance between us and the bottom three. But, yeah, obviously, Luton's result tonight is really worrying. They are getting ahead of steam up and um, if we played them tomorrow without our players back and with and Alanga not fully fit, they'd probably beat us. So we've got to to add quality to make sure when we do go to Kennerworth Road, we don't lose that game.
2: Yeah, uh, I know you want to talk about this, Chris, because Luton are becoming a real concern to me in the sense they know what they are, they know what they're good at. They've got their, their us of last season in terms of not necessarily winning every home game, but making that a fortress I think they're only one point behind us now. I'm literally just checking on my phone. Yeah, they're one point behind us with a game in hand and no worry of a point deduction. Uh, how how concerned are you now uh, about other teams, or is it still very much look after ourselves? Uh, and you know, what will be will be if we do our job.
0: Obviously, like every time you're watching a Forest game, you're flicking through the other scores to see how Everton are doing, Luton are doing, etc., cetera, et cetera, Brentford, Palace, Burnley, whoever's down there. But I think at this point in time, we do need to just focus on ourselves. I think if we keep worrying about the other teams, we're just going to get in a slump. We've had three big slumps in the Premier League so far, one this season, and we can't afford another one. Um, and it's, it's all down to confidence and picking ourselves up. After the Bournemouth game where we lost late, I was on here with you. I remember thinking, geez, how are we going to go? We're going to Newcastle away and Man United at home. And I think th- the key thing to focus on was just go for it in every single game. Draws aren't going to do it for us. Um, without a deduction, we're still in trouble. So we need to really focus on uh, picking ourselves up off the ground, getting our confidence back. When these players come back, as Mark rightly says, it's going to be huge for us. Aina is a big, big one for us as well. Um, and I just think... Forget these other teams and forget about what Luton are doing. If Luton keep winning, great. But if, you know, Sheffield United nearly won today, or did they, what was the final score? Two all in the end against, um, three, two, two.
3: Palace. Yeah. Well, look,
0: Palace Palace are another team who were getting dragged into it or were uh, until today, maybe. Uh, Brentford, if we'd beaten them last week, who knows? They'd They'd be, they'd be, they'd have been four points below us, um, Going into this game, but they're not now. They've beaten us. And we just have to focus on ourselves. Two or three wins out of four will, will, will set us straight. And we have a points target now we have to hit. Um, we have to be looking somewhere, I actually think somewhere in around 42 to 47, um, just to be a little bit say on the safer side, because we might we might get that deduction. Um, I think we just need to aim for that and just try and get as many wins as possible. Forget the other teams. Luton are going to pick up points. They are Everton. We don't know whether they're going to win their appeal, lose their appeal, get another deduction. Just focus on ourselves, pick up points, and what will be will be at the end. You know
2: that points tally, just looking, is about twenty five points from sixteen games, which is actually easier said than done. Really, it's that, that's yeah. a tough ask. Yeah, yeah with it, the team, yeah, we're not, we're not the, we're far from the perfect team. So. Yeah, it's going to go. Oh God, it's going to go down to the wire, isn't it? I think. Yeah, those I, I last think three games. I think
3: the problem format. is the problem is, do we not go to Burnley, Sheffield United, Luton, and Everton? Yeah. Elton? Yeah. So all of those two teams. Two of them are the
2: last three games, aren't they? Yeah.
3: So all of those teams, we go away from home. That's the problem. So we we've got to find a way of getting results away from home, and in those four games, we've got to get a point at least out of all of them. Because if we yeah. lose, if we lose any of them, we're in real trouble. So. Yeah, I mean that's the worry for me. If we had two of those at home, I'd think, okay, we'll roll them over at home. But going to their place is going to be difficult. I think, you know, yeah, it's tough. Really tough. I mean, we've we've made it difficult by dropping points at home against those sides, right? Which is frustrating. Um, I do think on the positive side, under Nunu, we do look as though we can offer more on the road in terms of threat. And, you know, we'll have plenty of pace and and you know, the ability to catch people on the break away from home. If we show the intent that we've shown in the away game so far, we can go to Luton, Everton, Burnley, and Sheffield United and get points, no doubt. And yeah. I reckon we can also get points elsewhere in fixtures like Bournemouth, where perhaps we don't, on paper, look the favourite to get anything, but we've got players in the side that could get something out of that. We're going to need it, though. You know, in the season, in last season when we stayed up, we got results that were unexpected. So far this season... There hasn't been too many of them other than the Newcastle and the Manchester United game, I would say. Um, so we need more results like that, and we need not to lose those away games to those, to those relegation strugglers around us. To do that, I think we need keep our players fit and get a little bit more quality and a new goalkeeper, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So well, I suppose a lot of our wins have been against better sides, really. Like Like we beat Villa, we beat Chelsea. It's only really Sheffield United that we beat. Can we do it, like you say, mm-hmm. Mark, can we do it against those teams in and around us, especially away from home? Uh, 500 people with us, which is um, great on the back of a defeat. Although, that's not great, but great to have so many people with us. Quick word for our sponsor, as ever, the Trent Navigation. Uh, I'll just put a quick uh, thing on for Thursday night. It's, uh pie and quiz night, so get down there. If you can and show them their support, is that your dogs in the background?
3: Mark? Yeah, yeah, it means my partner's home and letting the dogs out, so they're going mad. Yeah, surprised <laughs> how much the mic picks them up, it's not meant to, though,
2: Obviously, well, that's the quality of your studio, <laughs> so yeah. Um, lots of people in the comments, Chris, discussing Oral Mangala, good and bad. Some saying he was really um, poor, uh, some saying you know, he played all right, and obviously, the question of did he look distracted? What was your take on him?
0: I thought he looked all right, um. I thought he was a bit of a passenger for most of the game. Um, like most of our players were open until the point he was taken off. Um, he did listen. You can read into these things. Obviously, I, I did think he looked a little distracted. All right. Um, but yeah, I thought he was all right. But I think he's the type of quality player that we need. Um, to 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 string together some of the wins that we're looking for to try and stay up. Like I. No, it's 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 a really good price for him. Um if he's not part of Nuno's plans really, then that's fine. Like by all means, sell him on, get the profit, and move on. But if he if he is, and he's an important uh component of our midfield, then we should keep him. And I know Sangari's coming back, but Sangari hasn't been the one pulling up trees this season. Mangala has. Mangala's been uh one of our best midfielders. Um in fact easily in my opinion our best and most consistent midfielder um i think i think it it would be a shame to let him go now in january i don't know if we're trying to balance the books what we need for the the next round what the, what the next cycle is we're not experts um even though we we well i'm certainly not anyway even though I, I talk about it enough but i i i yeah i'd be sad to see him go i don't think um I don't think it's a positive step to let him go, even if the money tempts us. I think we need that that level of quality. And I think in big games, you'll see him turn up like he already did the first half of the season.
2: Uh, thank you very much, Peter Neverson, for becoming a member. appreciate that. And uh, Twan Duesart, the £2 donation, that's very kind of you. Very much appreciate that as well. Our season might depend on our QC. He says, we shall see what Nick DeMarco can pull out of the bag for us. Uh, hopefully he does a good job and we don't need... Uh, don't need to benefit from his services too much, but we'll see on that. What about Mangala Mark in terms of I, if it's £25-30 30000000 five, thirty million? I'm starting to think that might be good money if we put it to good use elsewhere. Even if it is a shame to lose, you know, he is a he is a quality player. What's your take on it?
3: Yeah, I think it's just a timing, isn't it? I think Chris is absolutely right. I think he's a player that would really help us over the final run in, no doubt for me. And he has been our best midfielder this season. So yeah, I don't want to lose him, but we don't know what we're going to be able to do with that money, or what that money would do to our situation with the with the FFP side of things. I don't know whether that does that make it less likely we'll get a points deduction. I wouldn't have thought so. So I don't really see what the incentive is unless we unless we're doing something with that with some of that money and it unlocks our ability to get some other player of quality in who's going to make a difference. Um, I guess the only thing I would say is it's probably the one area where we could lose a player of his quality because we have got some cover there but it does rely on Segare coming back and being effective if he if he comes back and he's what we saw prior to Afghan, which was a player who was struggling to a, a, you know, get up to speed in the Premier League then we're falling back on Danilo in a defensive role or maybe Yates there or putting Dominguez back if Alangas fits so we're finding a solution that perhaps isn't as good as Mangala if Sangari does struggle and we've got to expect that, yeah, he's not going to just switch overnight to be the player that we paid the money for. It's going to take more time. I would have thought, so I'm sad to see him go and I'm, I'm putting my faith in the people making that decision that we can do something effective with the money.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is like a, a sort of picking up on what Liam says here, sell a quality player and buy three, mm. you know, you can buy three mediocre ones. You can't, act, I mean, we, Liam's right. we but, you, but we can't actually do that. We have to buy at least one good one who makes us more effective, as, probably as a winger or obviously a goalkeeper, uh, I would say. Uh, just a couple of the quick names to pick up on before we go. Um, Chris, I just, we touched on Morgan Gibbs-White a little bit. Well, I thought he did pretty well tonight. You know, he, had very little ball, but he was our out, right, and you know Declan Rice gave him a game. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect or anything, but yeah, I thought he did all right, didn't he? Someone else is mentioning Toff as well for doing okay against Saka. There were good performances from a few tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, Gibbs White in those kind of games as well. He, he'll hate to play that kind of game as well, like never on the ball, um, give away possession, and then just play in moments. And uh, to be fair to him. Um, I thought he was really good. Um, I thought him and Dominguez were really good at pressing uh a third up the pitch and just getting right in in, in the opposition's faces. Um and, and when he had his chances, I know there was that moment in the second half where he could have put Taiwo through and it didn't quite work out. I think it hit the back, it, it wasn't enough pace and it hit the back of Saliba's leg. Um, but still I thought I thought Gibbs White had a really, really good game. And that's what I like to see from a player like him, usually those really talented, skillful, technical players will shy away from games like tonight, and he didn't. He got stuck in, uh, he hassled, and I thought I thought Gibbs White was really good, yeah,
2: uh, and Murillo as well. I thought it was great. oh Murillo, yeah,
0: Murillo was good. I, Omar Bamadelli was caught out a couple of times. There was at one point in, in the second half, he he got caught out, but Murillo was covering him really, really well. I mean, we know how good Murillo is. We've all as soon as he arrived at the club, we knew the kind of quality he possessed. I mean, we didn't think he'd be that good, but once we saw him play, we all thought, oh gosh, anyone who's watched football before knows he's a brilliant defender. And yeah, I thought he had a really, really good game today. And I do think, I I know Mark mentioned earlier that some of their set pieces were, they weren't great, but I think, I don't know how many corners Arsenal had, if someone could tell me, but I think we did pretty well from set pieces. And that that is down to the defense at the end of the day in the organization. And it is down to uh, players like Murillo and, and Omar Bamedelli. So, yeah, I thought Marillo and Morgan Gibbs White standouts, and Taiwo definitely. I mean, massive impact off the bench.
2: Yeah, I thought we defended Wright's corn as well. Saka's, uh, you know, were weirdly off, and you know, he, mm. he like against Palace, he was putting loads of good balls in. Um, yeah, and I think like Marillo, I think the people say he should play central midfield. I think today showed why I think he still should play central defence because his reading of the game so good. And like Mark says, if you get Bolly alongside him, then I think there's a good pairing there, or Niakate. Although I think the, one of them needs to be more effective in the air. But, yeah, Murillo was um, top-notch, certainly. Which kind of leads us on Scott McKenna, Mark. He's departed mm. to the club today. Uh, he's only gone on loan. I thought he was, might have gone permanently to get us some cash. But, you know, that's yeah, fair enough. We get him off the wage bill, I guess. But he's finished with Forest now because he's out of contract. What, what's your verdict on his stint with us?
3: Yeah, I, I liked him as a player. He was really solid, wasn't he, in the promotion year, of course. And he was a really important player alongside Wall um so i think that um he goes with um with our best wishes and we thank him for his services as a you know the part he played in in getting us to the premier league and there's no question he was part of that i always remember the blackpool win and his slide rule pass to um savage for the goal i thought that was like and and the little skill move he did at fulham do you remember that that was on that was on twitter uh yeah Last oh, season, oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Bit of skill that he did. Mm. So you know, those are those are kind of perhaps uh, parts of his game that uh, he's not known for. He was very commanding in the air, and that's what you need in the championship. And he was he was very effective for us in that uh, centre back trio as it was under Cooper. So yeah, yeah, I yeah he's he's been a good servant to us. So he goes with all our best wishes, of course. Um, yeah, I think we'll get a fee for him eventually but it's a loan to begin with. So, um, and again, it is it is one of the positions we've got a lot of cover in now. We've got the AFCON players back.
2: Yeah. Well, I think he's out of contract, isn't he? So we probably won't. That's oh, right. right. Okay. So right. I just, thought, yeah. So That's we just go so on he free. He's
3: up. gone now. That's it then. Yeah. Fair
2: yeah. Right. So I thought we might get, you know, a million for him or, or something to, yeah, see us through. It's interesting that was before thinking
0: <laughs>
2: before we go, Chris, I mean, like the tone of the conversation after Brentford, like, I was really annoyed. Um, who did the Brentford game? Was did you do that one, Mark? The post match,
3: yeah, we both, both did. Oh, was
2: it you guys? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was really pissed off after the Brentford game, <laughs> <completely> <laughs> shot ourselves <laughs> in the foot. And even though we did tonight as well, in many ways, I don't feel as down. Um, because Arsenal are you know a, a top side and we've got AFCON players coming back. I don't know, is that the the sort of the the positive and the frustration, Chris, of the last two matches that we could have taken four points, um, but we've just we killed ourselves a bit and just the manner of the goals that we've given away.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the positive is overall since Nuno has come in, we've had we've we've only played five Premier League games since he's been in, and we've had already massive setbacks in the opening game, which was a late Bournemouth winner at home. And we've had some really highs against Newcastle, Man United. Um, and now we're, we're back down to earth a little bit. But I think that the positive overall is that we can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to, he does want to win games. And after today, I'm not so down because I think over the course of the next four or five games, it'll hopefully iron itself out and we'll pick up some points. Um yeah, it's 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 tough because it was it wasn't the greatest watch. And when you watch those kind of games like we did tonight, you hope that you're gonna be on the, the right end of a one-nil win like we were last season. But uh, you know, Arsenal are a top quality team and most of us I thought we might get a result, but most of us realistically deep down thought we'd probably probably end up uh, with a point at best. So our positives we have the fa cup replay coming up we play man united if we win that against bristol and then we've we've still got a couple more home games against newcastle and west ham but Bournemouth away the way first um at the weekend so yeah look i'm 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 optimistic and positive with what i've seen from Nuno overall so i think we'll be all right to wrap it up
2: um last one for you mark i mean that bournemouth game it, it <laughs> we say this every game now but it feels really big because we can't if we go there and get beat and don't perform then it looks increasingly, not grim, but, you know, momentum starts turning against us and Nuno's come in and hit the ground running and every game that goes wrong, it just chips away at that. But If we go there and play well uh, and show more positive intent than we did tonight, then, you know, it can turn the tide pretty quickly, hopefully.
3: Yeah, I I think there's there's something to be had from that Bournemouth game for sure. We can't go there fearing them. I, I know they beat us at our place, but Solanke was outstanding that day. I'd like to think we do a better job of him this time around. Um, might that might depend who's in goal, right? So, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think for me, Thursday's the the big day. We've got to come out of this window looking stronger, having not lost too much quality and gained some, and we've got to come out of it with a goalkeeper that we've got more confidence in than the ones we've got in our squad at the moment. So I'm not disappointed too much in tonight because I think it was a result that, yeah, we, we, we're we always going to be, it's always going to be difficult to get a three points out of it, a point I would have loved, but we're up against probably one of the top three, well, one of the top three sides, and probably no doubt they are um, more gritty, um, more professional, I think, with Declan Rice in the, in the side, I think, they were a tougher proposition this season um, in in the scenario where we were like playing the low block. I think it did feel like they were going to break us down eventually, but it's just the nature of which we we allowed them to, that first goal. But yeah, I think there's lots to look forward to still. I think Thursday is the key day for us though. I think we've got to come out feeling more confident in the squad and I hope we do. And then we go to Bournemouth and I think we can cause them problems and I'd like to think we can get at least a point there, yeah.
2: Yeah, we can, yeah. We could go into that game. Potentially, a starts starts Potentially, a one-year start. You have um Kati and Koyate. But unfortunately, Oluwain has been mentioned a few times. We should mention him. He's not back yet because Nigeria uh going well in AFCON. And obviously, Ivory Coast are through as well. So, we wait on them. Um, yeah, until then. Uh, right, I think that brings us about to a close. 580 people with us, which is great. Some of have only had 100 likes. So uh, do us a favor, hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, very grateful for the, all the support as ever. And I keep reading these positive iTunes reviews uh, that keep calling Temps a former player. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 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 Collective games, yeah. It was a it was now. a
0: cracking goal, though. The, 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 yeah. It, it, like, I saw, I thought... Geez, which one? He's put top. three on now. Has he? Well, I've, got have, I've got to have a look. I've just seen the volley where your man chipped it across and he came in and banged it in the back of the net. that. And I, I thought, Jesus, fair play to him. He, he is a player, eh?
2: Yeah, he's a good player. But we could have done 20 minutes on the goalkeeper for that one as well. <laughs> uh, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is he back on tomorrow? No, who's on tomorrow? Uh, we're back tomorrow with Gary, um, uh, Greg and yeah, Temps is actually. Uh, so join us at 11 a.m. with them, and uh, we'll get we'll expand on this game and the other topics going into deadline day. And on deadline day, we shall be here from 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. as the madness unfolds. If uh, is as expected with Forest, so join us for that as well. Uh, thanks very much for your company uh, tonight. Very much appreciate it. It's 10:30 uh, after a defeat, so to have so many people with us is great. Mark, thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Matt. Chris, thank you very much. Thanks very much, see you soon You
2: chaps, well you chaps the Warriors How many, how many of these have you done together Where it's been miserable
0: Brentford Brentford, uh, this And then I don't know, were you there for the FA Cup game? No you weren't Mark, I don't know I um, think I've had,
3: I think my record's five defeats Two wins, I think at the moment
2: Right, uh, And yeah. you're doing um, Yeah, you, you might be here On Sunday as well, okay We'll see we'll... Yeah. <laughs> You don't become a bad luck charm for us yet right uh thanks very much everyone uh have a good evening and hopefully we shall see you tomorrow at 11am
1: sports social podcast network 18 plus.